Girl, I'm so glad you're here. I know you're crazy busy. So before we get started, I want to give you a gift. It's my new guide called, wait for it, redeem your time in just five minutes. You may need this if you've ever felt like you're being pulled in too many directions. You know how it is. You do a little of this, then a little of that, and you get whiplash from trying to do all the things that seem to all matter all at the same time. Your faith, your relationships, your work or business, your household, and who has time for fun anymore? So instead of throwing up your hands in exhaustion and opting for scrolling or binging, because let's be honest, who hasn't been there? Set a timer for five minutes, open up this guide and go through these five simple steps. And I promise you'll know exactly where to put your focus right now. So you don't waste any more time on less important things. Give me five minutes and I'll give you back hours in your life. Sound amazing? I know you're here to make an impact for him. So let's redeem your time, my friend. Head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash five, and I'll whisk it off to your inbox ASAP. And if you're multitasking, because who doesn't these days, I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. Hey girl, I see you. You long to live fully present, to redeem your time as a faith-led woman, but you feel yourself pulled in so many directions, you're spread way too thin more often than not. And you find that life hits you from all sides, keeping you busy beyond belief, double-minded and distracted. You are not alone. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You know that God has a bigger purpose for you than just juggling all the things, yet you can't seem to pause the noise long enough to discover what that is. So you just keep doing more, thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. But somewhere inside, you hear that quiet voice whisper, that's not the life he intends for you. True that. Hey friend, I'm Lissa fellow sister in Christ, wife, empty nester, and recovering to-do list girl. After trying to keep all the balls in the air for too long, I was exhausted. But I finally let go of doing all the things, and that's when God showed me how to redeem my time for Him. Warning, His plans are always better than ours. Imagine redefining your God-given purpose to focus on what matters most in your stage of life, realigning your schedule to create space to invest where it counts, and redeeming how you live each day to make a bigger impact for eternity. And maybe you're doing it all in your favorite holy jeans and Jesus Saves graphic tee. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Grab a cup of joe, brew yourself some tea, or mix up a fizzy. And be sure to grab your journal or your notes app, because we're going to get to work. I pray this both blesses and challenges you. Are you ready? Hey friend, I just gotta say, it makes me smile to know that you're there, that you're leaning in, you're listening intently, and you're living out what we're talking about here on the Redeem Her Time podcast. It's timely, wouldn't you agree? Pun intended. But seriously, time stress and time strain is a real thing. So how you view and use your time in light of the fact that you are redeemed should and does make all the difference. And if it has in some way, I'd love to hear and ask you for a favor. If this is your first or maybe second episode, consider this my gift to you and just disregard what I'm about to ask. But if this is your third, your 13th, or perhaps even 30th episode, and you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, would you consider doing that now as a gift to me and as a gift to all the other faith-led women like you who often feel like they're drowning in the busyness of life, wishing they had the time to spend with the Lord and live out his call in their life? Here's how it works. The more five-star reviews the show gets, 
the more the algorithm elves put the show out there because those reviews tell them there's value. I personally make it a point that if I follow a show beyond one or two episodes, I leave a review because I know how much it means. That's my gift to that host and to those that they are called to serve. So let me just say thank you. Thank you for leaving a review for the show right now. If you haven't done it yet, no better time than the present, unless of course you're driving. In that case, tell Siri to set a reminder for you when you arrive. But for the rest of you that are not behind the wheel, let's just do it now. Don't worry, I won't start without you. So push pause, scroll down to leave a review, share the value it has given you and why you'd recommend it to others. And I'll wait for you before we dive into today's episode. Are you back? Again, thank you. I can't wait to read what you just shared and to see how it helps put the show in the hands of other busy faith-led women looking for real life answers. And I just gotta ask, are you liking this twice a week thing too? If you haven't noticed, you're seeing episodes drop on both Tuesdays and Thursdays. So be sure to follow the show so you don't miss anything. Tuesdays are where I'll share timely tips that you can put into action right away. And Thursdays, those are for our deeper conversations around our time, why it matters as faith-led women, and how to use it for kingdom purposes. You may also have noticed that today's episode says part three, and that's for good reason, because we've already done step one and two on episodes 94 and 96. But no worries, once an episode is out in the world, it lives on forever. That's why my focus is on pouring value into you here on the podcast, not on social, where posts only last about 24 hours and where it can get really distracting. I could go on and on about the distractions of social and how it steals our time as faith-led women, but we'll save that conversation for another time. Today, we're working through this four-step process to do life with God in the new year. Before we go any further, let me pause here to make an important disclaimer. This process does not have to wait for the start of a new year. In fact, I personally revisit these steps every 13 weeks. I know, 13 weeks? That seems kind of random, but there's a method as to why I pick that number, and I'll be teaching more about it inside the Redeem Her Time program coming soon. So for now, think of it as about once a quarter. The point is, it doesn't have to be done on a specific date or time of year that lines up with when everyone else is thinking about vision and goals and priorities. Because look at how that turns out for most people. Did you know that less than 8% of people even reach their goals? Apparently, just thinking about this at the new year is not an effective plan if you're going for sustainable life change. That's why we do it differently here in the Redeem Her Time community, because we want different results that last for kingdom purposes. So let's take a quick look back, because with repetition and implementation comes mastery. Pre-part one focused on reflection. That's where we looked back at where we've been and how far we've come, and we asked some really good questions. You can go revisit those in episode 90. Remember, this step is never done with judgment or shoulda, woulda, couldas to keep you from looking ahead. It's for noticing in order to learn and grow moving forward. Then part one focused on our attention where we created our with God vision in the eight key areas. Go back to episode 94 anytime that you need to revisit that. If you're using your journal to learn and grow with these podcasts, now would be a really good time to grab it out and make sure you have these eight areas of attention written down. I'm gonna warn you, if you stick around me long enough, you'll be able to rattle them off in your sleep. That's a good thing, because it's gonna keep them top of mind. So either way, here they are for you. Your faith walk, family, 
friendships, service, stewardship, wellness, passions, and dwelling. Push pause to make sure you've got those somewhere that you can easily access because we're going to keep coming back to them. In this step, we got quiet and we used some very specific questions to dream with God about who he was calling you to be in each area and what he is calling you to do. And then attaching the why that matters. When you join us to go through the Redeem Her Time program that I mentioned earlier, we'll dive deeper and implement a key step most people don't do that you'll find will make all the difference for you. You're going to love it. So stay tuned. For now, focus on your what and why in each area and go back to episode 94 if you want to be guided with those questions. Next, part two focused on your intentions. That's where we crafted our with God goals, the ones that actually stick. Just like having a big vision is not going to get you anywhere. So this step focuses on making it actionable with smaller steps. Think of your vision like a lighthouse. If you were on a boat, you better believe that you keep that guiding light in sight at all times and you make regular adjustments to stay aimed towards it, especially knowing that things like the wind, waves, and storms can take you off course. Which reminds me, did you listen to my true story in episode 96 about the challenging goal that my hubby has set to row the Atlantic Ocean in 2023? Yep, it's true, in a rowboat. They will need to make constant adjustments and keep the harbor in Antigua, which is their final destination, in sight or at least on their navigation system, because there's no way they're gonna be able to see it from the Canary Islands 3,000 miles across the open ocean. And what makes it even more fun for those of us on shore is that there's an app where we can track their exact location at all times over the 50 days to see how well they're doing at staying on course. So back to this step, there are a lot of obvious things in our lives that can take us off course. A transition, a diagnosis, a loss, an accident, But often in life, there are less obvious things that also impact our course, like laziness, comparison, self-sabotage, lack of focus. Any of those sound familiar? We'll dive into those distractions on an upcoming episode. The point is, there will always be things that get you off course. Whether they're under your control or not, that's why you have to have a lighthouse to guide you, right? And when that lighthouse is really far away, kind of like your with God vision might feel right now, It's also important to break it down into shorter milestones along the way so you can track your progress. That's where the step of writing sticky goals comes in. It breaks this big, maybe scary vision into small, doable steps. Do you remember the acronym to make your goals stick? Here it is. Specific, time-based, important, challenging, kingdom-driven. Now, that's just the formula. So for more details on each part and how to apply it to make your goals sticky, AKA stick around well past January 17th when most people's goals die and to see lasting life change, go back and listen to episode 96. Okay. Now that we're caught up, we've got some good news. Although this is part three, we're going to stay camped out on your intentions for one more week by setting some priorities because you can't do all the things. If you remember, that was one of the reasons that goals die that we talked about. Less truly is more. Now, if you are an A student and you did the assignment from episode 96, you're now looking at your journal or your notes app where you wrote three goals for each of the eight areas, which makes a total of 24 goals. If you're not there yet, no worries. Like I said, you can go back to those steps and episodes after this one. Wow, 24 goals 
that are in alignment with your with God vision, how does that make you feel? Good and overwhelmed? I'll be honest. I come from a long history of overachieving. So back in the day, I couldn't not do it all. But what I learned was that when I tried to do it all, eventually I wasn't doing any of it. Let me illustrate it for you. Imagine you're in the circus. Let's be honest. What woman doesn't feel like life is a three ring circus sometimes, right? So you're in the circus and you're doing a juggling act with 24 balls. First of all, I don't even know if that's humanly possible. So I did a quick Google search and I found the Guinness record for the most balls juggled at once is drum roll, please. 11 balls. This record was set by Alex Barron from the UK back in 2012. And the previous record had not been broken for 16 years. And what's important to note is he spent two years practicing for this feat. And on the day that he broke the record, he spent four and a half hours just that day attempting it. And get this, the actual juggling of 11 balls only lasted a few seconds because he couldn't keep it up for more than 23 catches. Wow, that is a lot of time and energy invested for just a few seconds of results. And we think that we can juggle 24 goals? I promise we'll make it less in just a minute. But for now, let's go back to the picture of you in the center ring with your 24 balls. Are you there? If you've been practicing, you may be able to juggle a few, but unless you have some talent that you've kept hidden from the world, you won't be able to do more than 11 or at least not for very long. As a former to do doing all the things girl, my badge of honor was the number of things I could juggle in my life at one time, my marriage, my parenting, my homeschooling, my volunteering, my hospitality, my health, my friends, my parents, my organizing, my leading, my cooking, my creating, my planning, the list goes on, but I won't put you through the rest of it. The problem was I couldn't keep that juggling act going for very long. So balls started dropping. And here's the thing I noticed. Some balls like my service, stewardship, passions, and dwelling were rubber balls. If I dropped them, they would just bounce back or I could pick it back up later and pretty much unscathed for the most part. But other balls like my faith, family, friends, and wellness were made of glass. If I dropped those, they would be quote, irrevocably scuffed, nicked, perhaps even shattered to quote James Patterson from Suzanne's diary for Nicholas. But what I found was not only did I drop balls, lots of them, both rubber and glass ones, but I also dropped an exhaustion myself. At that point, I was of no use in living out my calling and no good to anyone else either. Why do we have to learn the hard way? I pray that you're not like I was, or maybe you are, and that's okay. Because like I remind you and myself over and over on this podcast, God's more concerned with your being than your doing, which means that doing more is not going to help you earn salvation or any favor in his sight in any way, because he already sees you as perfect and blameless in his sight. Listen to what he reminded me of just recently in 2 Timothy 1.9. He saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Did you catch that? He called us, not because of how many balls we can juggle, or even that we juggle the right balls, but because of his purpose and grace that has existed since before you were even on this earth, even before the earth was created. My friend, that is good news, because that means that you and I don't have to juggle all the things that we think we do in order to live out his calling on our life. So 
how about we determine once and for all that we will do less and put down some balls for him. Now, I got to warn you, because here's where it gets tempting, especially for us as Christian women to play the martyr and put down the goals that you have written in front of you that are seemingly focused on you. I'm talking about the ones that are in the rubber ball areas of service, stewardship, passions, dwelling, especially those last two. But here's the thing. You do matter. And the calling God has on your life matters too. So taking care of you so that you have the health, the energy, and the resources to live out your calling, well, that matters too. When you look at the eight key areas of attention, although some seem more important or more glassy than others, they're all important. And if you let any one of them drop or neglect them for too long, you will feel the effects, as will the other areas of attention in your life. So for this step, we're not going to drop whole areas of attention. Instead, we're going to prioritize the goals you have in each area and narrow your list from 24 to your top eight. That's focusing on just one specific step or goal that you want to take in each area for this season. Now, that being said, it will still take some practice to keep your top eight in the air, particularly if you're like me and you can only got as far as scarf juggling back in elementary school PE. I'm pretty sure they don't do juggling in school anymore. Or was that just my school? But no worries, that's what part four will be for next time. Today, to help you with the process of identifying your with God priorities, let me share three ways to focus on less. And promise me that you won't try to pick up all the others right now. You'll need to be okay with some things just not getting your focused attention for now. So are you ready to take notes in those three things? Let me grab a sip and we'll start with number one. Okay, number one, identify what really matters in your life. I'm assuming if you're listening to this that we might think a lot alike on this. I don't want to end up at the end of a day, a week, a month, a season, a year, a lifetime, and have regrets about not doing what really mattered. Now, don't get me wrong. I often put time into something that could have been better spent. But by asking the question often, am I focusing on what matters most? I avoid too much time getting wasted on less important things. One of the questions on the year interview, actually it's a fill in the blank was, I spend way too much time dot, 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 and not nearly enough time dot, dot, dot. Like I said, don't wait till the end of the year to ask, or chances are you'll have been distracted by meaningless things for way too long and you'll have lots of regrets. Look at each of the goals that you wrote down for each area of attention. Are there any that if you put your time there will cause you to have regrets? Don't play the martyr, but take an honest look and see if there are any that just don't matter as much. Hopefully that just eliminated a few from your list, but perhaps you feel like they all really matter, which would make sense if you wrote your with God goals using your with God vision. So let's move on to number two. Number two, identify what really matters for eternity. So here's where goal setting and goal achievement looks vastly different for us as faith-led women who are redeeming our time for kingdom purposes. Life on this earth is temporary. If you look closely at the Bible, it's not a random collection of stories, poems, and letters. It's actually one big story of God wanting to be with humans. From Genesis to Revelation, from Eden to eternity, God continues to reach out to us as Emmanuel, God with us saying over and over, I want to be with you. And then he asks, do you want to be with me? 
I'm reading through the Bible this year with this theme in mind, and I would love to share more about resources I'm using. So reach out if you want to know more. Sadly, all throughout the scriptures and in the world around us, and sometimes even in our own lives, people choose to live life without God. Guaranteed, they will feel the effects in both life on earth and in eternity. But as a daughter of the king who is redeemed, you are seeking to say yes to his invitation to be with him every moment of every day. And that does not wait till you die. But eternity, AKA the kingdom of God, begins now in this life. That is why it matters what we do with our time for kingdom purposes. So this should be another way to evaluate your goals. Look at what's on your list. Are there any that do not directly tie to kingdom purposes or lead towards fulfilling them? Again, your goal to work out four days a week does not need to be cut out because it's important that you have the health, the energy, and the vitality to live out his calling for as long as you're in this body here on earth. But sometimes we set goals that really don't have any connection to eternal value. So perhaps that will shorten your list. Or again, you may feel like they all matter, which is why you need this last litmus test to pick out your top eight. Are you ready for number three? Number three. Identify what will make the biggest difference right now. Here's the truth. Although everything might matter in this life and for eternity, that does not mean it all matters equally right now in this season. And let's be honest, if you try to do it all at once, none of it will get your best focus and attention and you'll be spread too thin to really see those outcomes that you envisioned with God. So it's not gonna get you farther faster anyway. Here's where we need to prioritize for this season. Again, I cannot tell you enough why this is so important to do every 13 weeks, because it helps keep you in alignment with your vision and check in with your results to stay on course with your with God vision. At this point, whether you're still looking at 24 goals or some lesser number, I'm going to make you choose. In each area of attention, you are going to choose just one. Yes, I said just one with God sticky goal that will make the biggest difference in that area in this season. Here's where you can pull out the one thing focusing question that we talked about in episode 95. What is the one goal I have written down or that I will write now in my faith walk that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or I'll add better. Circle or star that one action step for your faith walk. Then move on and ask, what's the one thing in my family that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better. Circle it, star it. Then ask, what's the one thing in my friendships that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, star it. Then ask, what's the one thing in my service that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, (laughs) star it. Then ask, What's the one thing in my stewardship that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, star it. Then ask, what's the one thing in my wellness that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, star it. Then ask, what is the one thing in my passions that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, star it, then ask, what is the one thing in my dwelling that if I do it, will make everything else easier, unnecessary, or better? Circle it, 
And yep, you got it. Star it. Whew. Did that feel redundant? Good. That was on purpose because it's the same simple step repeated over and over. No matter how amazing the 24 with God goals were that you brought to this episode, you now have identified your top eight with God priorities. Does that make you feel lighter already? If you're still wondering how you're going to do these eight when you barely have time to breathe, or so you think, hold tight and be sure to tune in for part four. That's when we're going to create your with God plan. In the meantime, there are three things that I want you to do. Number one, use the sticky formula to make these eight priorities sticky. Remember, specific, time-based, important, challenging, kingdom-driven. Number two, write these top eight priorities in a place where you will see them often. Perhaps that's on a few post-its or on a whiteboard or on a collage you create on Canva or even on a corkboard. And number three, pray over your top eight priorities, asking God to guide and direct. And this is really important in prayer, leave the how up to him. I promise he's got you and I've got tips I'll share on part four. Speaking of praying over your priorities, may I pray for you right now? Do you know that I pray for you, my listener, every day? I really do. Lord, thank you for the gift of time you have given us while we are here on earth. Thank you for the holy calling that you've put on each one of your daughter's lives, including this precious sister. Show her where her intentions may not really matter in this life, leading to regrets. Show her where her intentions may not really matter for kingdom purposes leading to waste. Show her which ones will make the biggest difference right now in this season of her life and show her that you are more than enough to do all of these things and more when she trusts in you. Give her the gift of faith to put them in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's the thing. 24 may be doable for some, but not well and not for long. But eight, that's doable for you, especially with God. And you're going to see when these go in your plan first, there's room for everything else. And you might even find you actually have room left over. So go do those three things and let's continue the conversation and the implementation over in the Redeem Her Time community. That's our exclusive community off social where we encourage, challenge, and come alongside each other in a distraction-free place around topics like what we've talked about today. We do member-only accountability calls, exclusive online course content, and so many resources that will help you make lasting change with how you view and use your time. It's really the place to be if you want to take the next step to redeem your time. So what do you say? Want to meet up over there? You can come join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash join. Or if you remember, I mentioned earlier that I opened up some spots for individualized 15-minute strategy sessions where I can help you work through these steps to identify your with God priorities. Go grab a spot before they fill up at redeemhertime.com call. Whether you want to do this in community or individually or both, I'll drop those links in the show notes. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all that he has called you to. Focus on who and what matters most to redeem your time because you are here for such a time as this. Hey friend, before you go, were you touched by this episode? I pray it blessed you, challenged you, or grew you in a way that moves you to take action in your life. So 
What was the one thing that God laid on your heart today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a quick minute to leave a review right here in this platform? That way I know you're liking the show and it helps other busy faith-led women just like you find real life answers too. Plus, it just makes my heart smile. And if this podcast added value for you, before the crazy busy world creeps back in, would you share this episode with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough? And don't forget, grab your free guide to redeem your time in just five minutes. You'll need it for when you feel like you're going in a million directions, but not getting anywhere. Tell me where to send it at redeemhertime.com forward slash five. Of course, I'll drop all the links in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.